Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of The Subliminal Show. Today we will be sitting down with Ethan, also known as The Odds, over on YouTube. The purpose of The Subliminal Show is to be able to sit down with our guests, be able to have a healthy and positive conversation uh, that include some of the topics of video games in and of themselves, but also just general life, what they find what they find enjoyable, where they find their strength and motivation from, and kind of explore how video games have either helped or hindered them uh, throughout their life and, and what kind of the world of gaming means to them and where it's heading in the long run. Yeah, thank you for, for watching and I hope you enjoy the show. very first lucky guest uh, that has been willing to be part of this crazy project with me uh, is Ethan from The Odds. Uh, he currently runs a YouTube channel and has uh, primarily does Minecraft videos. Is that correct? Uh, more or less at the moment, yeah. Yeah. And so what are, what are some other things that you do over there uh, at The Odds? Um, well, run is kind of a strong word, but, uh, yeah, it's just a little hobby that me and my <laughs> friends put together, fun memories that we have of the games we play. Um, we do things, record stuff that actually seems entertaining, actually, you know, has highlights of the games that we play, but yeah, we went and played Minecraft for like a good year or so, still working through all that content, but we've done other stuff like, um, we played the Escapist, we've done Gmod, Speedrunners, it's just whatever tickles our fancy. So it really is kind of this highlight of the community that you formed around these different games uh, that you've been able to record and are now just uploading it to to the wonderful world of YouTube. Does that sound correct? Yeah, pretty much. Where people are going to be able to find you, that is one on YouTube. I, I will provide a link for Good. those who are, who are worried about not finding it. Of course I will. And then also recently you started an Instagram page. Is that correct? Uh, I sure did. How about that? So you should go give them a follow. All right. So I was going to go ahead and get started uh, clearing this area as we, we start a new parsnip farm. Um, we'll just start off with what are, what are some of your favorite games to play? Either it's the genre or specific games. I've got a weird taste when it comes to kind of stuff like that. Like for music and for games, I will... Like, I don't have anything where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the genre I like. That's what I'm going to gravitate towards. It's more so just like, uh, oh, yeah, this works with me. I'm going to play this because like for music, yeah. like for it could be pop, it could be rock, it could be rap. It doesn't matter if I listen to a song. I could very much just be like, oh, I don't like this too much or eh, yeah, this is pretty good. I'll throw it on the playlist. So to me, there's no like definitive, oh yeah, this is the kind of thing that I like because it just seems to change just depending on what it is. So for games, it's yeah. just the same way of it's just hit or miss and there doesn't seem to really be any connecting attributes between the games. Okay, so it's not really one specific 
you, you couldn't even like narrow it down to a specific genre. No, like if you um, were to look at my like my Steam library, you would look at it and you would see mm-hmm. just all sorts of different games. <laughs> hey, so um, what what kind of makes them your favorite then? So you have kind of this wide variety of games, music, uh, and including board games in this conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have this large variety that you like to play what do you like to have that variety is that what gets you excited yeah Um, i i definitely think being able to change it up is a very key thing because it's easy for me to get set in like a routine or just in a way of doing and thinking things so by mixing things mm -hmm. up and keeping things different it allows me to kind of I don't know, just expand my, just the way that I process things, the way that I think about things, because otherwise it's just easy just to get set into a routine, or uh, routine, a routine, and uh, and just a way of thinking. So by being able to mix it up, it keeps me on my toes, it keeps me creative, keeps me thinking, keeps things different, and I think that definitely is a key part of it. So like if if I would say though there is definitely the common ground of going from game to game I definitely don't play like the same type of game back to back like if I were in Stardew Valley and I was playing this cuz I do really enjoy this game and I've played it a good bit yeah but if if I were to play this game and I played it for like a couple of weeks and then I was tired of it so I was going to switch over to a different game I would not play another, you know, relaxing farming sim game like this. I would probably switch over to something that's different, um, uh, like Sea of Thieves or like some other maybe more competitive game that actually gets me like um, thinking and more active and more not just kind of the relaxed mindset. And so I change from thing to thing. And so and then I may loop back around the genre and it's just this big circle that just keeps changing and then it just go from one genre to the next and next and never kind of backtrack unless I've done the full loop. Yeah. So that way you have this kind of wide variety of different experiences that you have throughout your normal gaming gameplay, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> and yeah, so you're able to not get stuck in this rut of like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm playing the same game over and over mm-hmm. again. So so there really isn't one specific type of game that you enjoy to play. It is It is a fairly... You know, you play, you'll play just about anything. Pretty much. So if you had to put, you know, specific, like, oh, this, these are my top three video games or these are my top three board games, do you have one? Do you have some that you could, you could put there? For board games and stuff like that, probably not, because I feel like a lot of that just depends on the people that you're playing with kind of what the group is feeling, what the kind of vibe is, um, because I think that depends a lot. Because if people aren't feeling the game that you're playing, then it's not going to be good. It's not going to be fun. So, yeah. but for um, like video games, um, one of the ones that I've definitely enjoyed the most is like No Man's Sky. Because to me, that's mm. just a great mix of a bunch of different things of exploration, creativity, the multiplayer aspect, the um, adventure, the um, goal-orientated, and it's just 
a lot of different things that's just all impact in one game. You definitely you got some combat of like space combat and stuff like that. And so it it's it's a changing game and I definitely enjoy that about that. Um Okay. There's then there's two other games that I really like, Round the Mad God and a VR game called Rec Room. Two games okay. that to me are just like, oh, perfect. I could spend the rest of my life playing this. I have <laughs> vowed to not to not play either of those games anymore because I very much got into the rut of just sitting there and just mm. playing those games. And so I'm like, okay, yes, I'm having fun playing this game. But it's also then inhibiting other areas of my life. So I'm like, I'm just going to cut this out because I see other things as more important than having fun in a video game. So, okay, yeah. So I, what I hear you saying is that there have there was a time where you were like really sucked into, uh, it seems like two games and you felt like they were they took all of your time because you were so, uh, so involved with them. Yeah, and definitely I I also got very involved in the community of the game, and I was an active member, especially okay. with Rec Room. Um, I started yeah. to reach a level of quote-unquote fame within the community as I was doing speedruns. Um, and so like I got to hang with some of the developers and some of the other like top players, and I just got to met them. And so to me, that was just so fun because it was evolving yeah. to more than just a game. It was also socialization. And it was me actually being yeah. able to make connections and like uh, meet people. And so that's why that one was specifically hard to put down because it was becoming more than just a game. It was becoming part of more of the core part of my life. And so I had to sit down and think of, OK, what are my priorities and what do I actually want to accomplish? What, what if I were to lay on my deathbed and I would be looking back in my life? Would I see all this time that I spent playing this game as productive and actually worthwhile in the long scheme of things? And so that just kind of helps reground yourself and just kind of focus in on what actually matters. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really good. I, I like that. You, you know, you've got to, you really have to be able to list your priorities per se of, you know, while I enjoy this. And like you said, it provided a... Uh, a very valuable source of community for you um but you you had kind of have at the end of the day you're like you know what i think i think there's other priorities out there that you know are more important to me and i need to kind of take a step back from this game and you didn't necessarily step away from the game because it was it was bad or you know you thought you were um you know, being controlled by it. It's more just that you felt as though you, you, you had gotten too sucked in and you're just like, I want to take a break. Yeah. Would that be correct? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. So then kind of looking at your whole journey playing games, uh, how long, how long have you been playing games, video games specifically? Ah, geez. Um, it, well, as most young gamers of our generation, uh, they started with um, the Lego games. A lot of coworkers mm. and friends that I've talked to, it seems that the Lego games and like Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, like those are like some of the, like the key starting games to start. Out. And for me, it was no different. I was I had Lego Star Wars 
2 and Lego Indiana Jones 1. I remember those were like the two games that were like, that would actually start getting me into be like, oh, like, hey, this is fun. I understand what everyone's yeah. talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, those games were a lot of fun. But I would say, because at that point, you know, I was still pretty young. That was probably around maybe when I was like six or seven. And then, but of course, you know, parents being good parents, they limit the time that you do that. You know, there's a lot of other things. They don't want mm-hmm. you immediately get sucked into that. And so it probably wasn't until I was maybe closer to mm, 11 or 12 um, that like I got a DS and a 3DS. Um, and so okay. I then started playing games on that and then I really liked it. And so that would be the time that I would identify myself as a quote unquote gamer. Yeah. And so that was probably it. But then I got my first laptop, I think when I was like 14. Um, And so then that continued to evolve it. And then it was probably then between 14 and 15. That was like my realm of the mad God um, stage. And then probably between 15 and 16 was that it was the rec room stage. But okay. Ever since then and after that point, it's been a lot more just casual of like, hey, I got two hours of free time or like, hey, my friends want to hang out tonight. Let's let's play mm-hmm. some Sea of Thieves or let's play some Stardew Valley or something. A, a very yeah. interesting topic to talk about is how there, there's a lot of things that we do that take up a lot of our time. And I think an, an argument that a lot of people make towards video games is, oh, it's just, you know, you're spending so much time in a virtual world. And like you had said, like, oh, I just spent, you know, 30, 60 minutes on this one mission or project because I feel that I have to do it all over again and I have to do all those 60 minutes over again. You know, if you were applying that to, you know, say uh, a homework project, you know, you would have gotten, you know, you get 60 minutes done and you, you know, you fail the quiz. You know, the motivation to go back and take it over again is really just a guilt trip. But with video games, that 60 minutes is just like, ah, you know, we failed, but I have the motivation to go back and do it again. When you were kind of talking about your different games that you play, you mentioned uh, a lot of, well, first of all, a lot of groups that you play with. Um, and then also your YouTube channel in and of itself is of you playing with your friends. So across the board, do you prefer to play with others or more by yourself? Again, I think it's just it's it's the mix. I like I like having the variety. If I only play games with people, either if it's just with friends or with just people online, I can definitely get tired of that and then want to do something mm-hmm. different. Um, but if I play games by myself too long, that can also get repetitive and I want to actually do something that's a little bit more more sociable. And so Again, yeah, just balance of because now where I am in life, I don't have as much time to play video games on my own. So pretty much the only time that I spend doing it is when I'm playing with friends. Um, But on the days that I have off or the time where I have just a couple extra hours before or if my friends are busy that night, then I can or I will still play a game on my own. And and then it's it's a good refresher of being like, oh, yeah. This is this is what this experience is. And then it kind of helps me be like, OK, yeah, but I want to continue playing with my friends because I also find that fun. So, yeah, definitely healthy balance. But where I am in life and definitely probably what I would prefer is definitely more 
time playing with friends and with other people than playing by myself because i feel like that grows more than just what you're gaining from the video game because if you're Mm. playing the game by yourself you are purely getting the experience of the game nothing else granted it could be something that helps train your critical thinking or your hand-eye coordination your reaction time and so it can help with those But at the end of the day, it's mostly just playing a video game. If you're playing with other people or with friends, you're doing more than just that. You're spending time with them. You're creating relationships. You're building relationships. And so it is actually accomplishing more than just the, hey, let's play a video game kind of aspect to it. And I know one thing as well is that when you play a socially active game, either with random people or with people you know, um, it definitely fulfills that aspect of social life that is needed in order to maintain good mental health because there's definitely the aspect Mm. of if you are not actively engaging with people and actually communicating with people um, realizing both caring for people and seeing that people care for you it can then really get to you, your mind, and your mental health. And so you need to maintain a part of your life that is sociable or where you can both give and receive love from other people. And so for some people, the social aspect of video games can fulfill that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I would say for me, um, as someone who struggled with fairly severe social anxiety and not, you know, just not feeling comfortable talking to people, always thinking of like, oh, but what if I screw up the conversation? Then they're going to think less of me and then they're not going to want to hang out with me. And just a lot of those thoughts going through my head. Um, it was definitely during the time of when I was playing Rec Room that because um, Rec Room is a very social active game where there's voice chat always active. And as you're playing through games with people, People are just always talking and you meet people that have casual conversations or have serious conversations about the games. Um, But definitely playing that game and seeing how people interact and seeing how I can handle situations, it gave me the confidence that I needed to help continue building up my confidence in social situations And it was able to evolve where I got to a point where I felt more and more comfortable with people. And that very much translated over to the real world. And I was definitely able to apply those social skills that I learned into my real world life whenever I went. If I went to church or if I went to youth group or I went to some event, I was hanging out with friends. I was able to feel more confident in that situation because of the video game that I was playing. Uh, the game we're currently playing right now, so Stardew Valley. Was there a specific reason why you chose this game above any of the other ones? Um, it's one that I have really enjoyed in the past, um, both by myself and with friends, because I think it's great compatible for either solo or with co-op players. I think the main thing is you can play it how you want to play it. And that's one of the things that I love about this game. Mm. I was also, I've also been doing a challenge in this game of where um, you can't level up any of your skills as you're playing. And it's, it's a very stupid challenge, but it is a completely different way of playing and a completely different way of thinking about things. So you could play it like that, or you could play it that you're farming focused, or you could play it that you're fisher, fishing focused. And so there's just, you can choose how you want to play. And like I was talking about earlier of where I really like it when a lot of the things are player central of kind of how 
things work and what um, kind of what happens is focused on the player. And so with this game, like if you um, have good relationships with some of the villagers, that'll you'll get certain events with that and you will become more connected with them. And that can lead to other things and open up new alleys. Um, and so it's just the open endedness and the player decisions that just kind of really lures me into this game. So kind of heading back to the overall game conversation and you, you talked a little bit about this before just talking about kind of the, the benefits to games and you said a lot of it has to do with kind of so- socially things that you've been able to focus with uh, as well as be able to develop some of those skills that helped you uh, again i i don't necessarily like the term in the real world because you know engaging with people through video games is the real world yes you're engaging in a virtual space but you physically are engaging and you're being impacted and shaped as you've um, kind of been a, a testimony to. Are there are there any other ways that you see benefits to gaming that you've seen in your life? Probably the way that I think and process things from like a logical standpoint, because um, I think playing games, especially as a kid, helped me develop my logical thinking. Of um, one of the other games that I played as a kid was a game called mm. Generals where you're essentially like an army commander and then it's just like a kind of sandbox styled game where then you choose what um like what you're going to build or what troops you're going to train how you're going to attack and so it's kind of it's it's a military based game and so that's like a game that um is good for critical thinking and for training critical thinking and um i've definitely seen aspects of that in my life as well outside of video games um, as like being able to process things in a more critical and logical way has helped me in a lot of situations. Um, and then kind of on the flip side of that, some more, uh, what, what are some negative ex- effects that you may have seen? Um, and then in your own life, um, as I mentioned before, definitely. And as you brought up, this is kind of one of the big problems with video games nowadays is just it's time is it's really easy of when you get into that cycle of really intensely playing a game, either it's a single game or if it's a slew of games, it's really easy to let a lot of your time slip by, sometimes without even realizing it. And so to me, that was definitely the biggest downside is I quote unquote missed out on a lot of opportunities um, between the ages of probably uh, 14 and 16 when I was playing those two different games um, is because I was more obsessed with actually doing that and spending a lot of my time playing that. And although I did develop skills from that, I feel like there was a lot more that I could have done, though, if I had pursued other things. And so that's probably the one of the biggest things that I look back of regret on is being able to do that. But at the same time, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I am I'm very happy with where I am today. I like the way um, that I I kind of process things that I see things. And so the developmental factor of playing those games and spending so much time on it and the lessons I've learned from that have put me in a really good spot. But I've also had the turning point of the oh, yeah, this is fun to like, Okay, this is a problem. Let me focus on other things. And so if you don't have that turning point, though, and you just get stuck in the position of I'm just going to play this because it's fun and like 
going out and hanging with friends, getting dinner or something and watching movies with friends isn't going to be as fun as this. I'd rather do this. And so that to me is the biggest downside that has both affected me and I see affecting the people around me. You know, it, it doesn't just apply to this world of gaming. I mean, obviously that's what, you know, the topic is and that's what we're talking about. And so, you know, it's, um, you know, just, just for clarity's sake, um, I'm not, I don't think you or I are really, you know, bashing video games in and of themselves. And I think just like everything else, there is a healthy balance and video games just like with many other things can be abused uh, like you've said and kind of been a, a testimony to of that there are you know there are benefits but there are there can be a slippery slope that comes alongside of it that you know is just you know it can be it can consume a lot of your time and miss you may have uh, you know you may miss out on some of those really cool opportunities either experiencing with people or um, just engaging in a different aspect of your life that you may miss out on because as you've talked about, you know, I, I wanted to play this game instead. And this is kind of a conversation that has been fairly consistent throughout our entire conversation of kind of maintaining a balanced life. How would you describe balanced living um, kind of in your own daily life? Are we talking more focused on maintaining balance with video games or just maintaining balance in general? Uh, I'm talking about uh, maintaining balance in general. Um, so, you know, you are, you are a person that enjoys playing video games, um, but you also emphasize, you know, it's good to have good mental health and physical health. So what, what does that look like in your daily life of being able to maintain that that balance that kind of addresses all areas of our person. I see it in two main things. One is keeping yourself grounded because it's really easy to get caught up in the way of life and just kind of how things are. Um, and it's really easy to also create a fake world in your mind. It, it's really easy in order to create the way that you see things, your subjective view, just to kind of create this fantasy in your world. And it's you, you look all across the world and you can see all sorts of examples of people that in just the way that they have relationships with people is it's just very subjective towards what they're thinking and they forget that they need to try and ground themselves in reality and in a objective point of view because someone may two friends may be interacting and uh, friend one does something to friend two in a loving act but friend two because of the way that they have um, been processing things either as of just couple past couple days they've had a bad couple days or of just the way that they have really grown into thinking is they could interpret that same act as something possibly even like hostile and against them as a person. And so it's important to try and ground yourself in reality and as a, and an objective view as possible. Obviously being objective is like totally objective is near impossible. It's very difficult to do because we always will interpret the way that we see things, the way that we are raised, the way that we process things. It's just all going to be tailored 
towards us because that's just the way that reality is. But we can try to come things as objectively as possible. And if we see a friend that does something and then we interpret it as something even hostile, we could stop and think and be like, okay, this may be how I interpret that, but how did they mean this? And trying to ground yourself back in reality and seeing kind of what things... And you could be in... Another example would be you're like in a, um, a panicking situation. Something bad happened. You're starting to panic. You're like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Like this can't be happening. I cannot believe this. I got to fix this. I got to fix this. And you could try and ground yourself and be like, okay, yes, this is bad. But let me sit down. Let me think. Let me scope this out in a objective view and try and do things and repair things in the best way that I can see fit and not act rashly and suddenly. And I think that's definitely a very key aspect of life is maintaining a grounded and objective position. Because if not, it is so easy to get caught up in just the way of thinking that may be tailored of it could either be something that you've created for yourself or it could even be something that you or sorry that others or uh, society and social media has structured uh, for you and like social media it's really easy to be sucked into the way of thinking of social media and you see pictures online of people uh, posting images of their body and that to them is like you know going to be the frontmost thing of like you know you want to be maintaining a good image and you want to be you want to be ripped you want to be skinny you want to actually um to have a a good looking figure and if you're not then you're not worth anything and it's easy to get in sucked into that one that's one of the biggest problems in today's world is just that uh way of thinking that social media is creating and it's better to step back look at it from an objective position and be like okay but If I am seeing that and I'm now seeing as, you know, trying to maintain the best myself I can from a physical standpoint, is that really the best thing that I can be doing? Is that the objective way to look at things? Is that the best way to go about things? And so regrounding yourself from time to time and having that objective view is the utmost importance to me. The other thing that I would say is having purpose. But at the same time, also having fun. You want to be able to create Mm. both. You want to be able to do things in your life that are actively giving you fulfillment. And it's not just something that will be like, okay, if I keep at this long enough and it'll turn into this other thing, then it will give me fulfillment. Yes, that is a good goal to have. That's a good thing to work towards. But you need to be doing something here and now that gives you purpose and meaning not only as just kind of purpose to keep you happy, but purpose to keep you living. Because if you're not, then Mm. it's very easy to then slip into the, like the, okay, I'm not really doing anything productive. Like, why am I even here? Like, why why do people accept me? And it's really easy to get in that line of thinking if you're not doing something productive and that has a tailored purpose. You then also want to, you know, do things that have fun because you want to keep yourself happy. Because if you look at people that are all obsessed with purpose, they can become very depressed. And as a result, that affects their purpose and what they're doing. It can affect that. So you want to be able to maintain both, but not let either take the reins. You don't want to be completely purpose driven, but you don't want to be pleasure and fun driven either. You want to create a balance and you want to be able to pursue both of those. 
Um, and I think that's kind of been the, the theme of our kind of our whole conversation is that there needs to, it's okay to enjoy the things that we enjoy, you know, whether it's video games or uh, working out, or even if we enjoy looking good, like, I don't think that in and of itself is bad. It's just when we become obsessed with us, obsessed with it, and it consumes us to a point of that's the only thing that matters. And we need to, as you've said, maintain this attitude of, you know, these things are important to me. But what other things am I giving up in order to maintain this thing that I enjoy? Yeah, for sure. So kind of our last question um, before we wrap up here, uh, what are just some tips you have in regarding to maintain uh, what we call here holistic health? Uh, every aspect of yourself, you want to be able to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, it goes beyond just eating and working out and having and having a good sleep schedule. Like there's more to it than that. Um, but what are, what are some tips that you have in regard to maintaining that kind of health? Stopping. Being able to stop, slow down, process things, think about things, and not let the world or the rush of things define the way that you're thinking and that you're processing and the way that you are. You want to be able to stop to spend an evening, if it's if that just means you know maybe going on a hike outdoors and being able to be involved in nature and that form of relaxation, or if it's just sitting on a couch or and it's just thinking and just staring out the window, it could be meditation, whatever. You need to be able to have something where you can slow down and do nothing but think, think about your situation, think about what's happening. Um, but that is what is important to me for maintaining balance and structure is being able to slow down, look at things and just be like, okay, this is the way that things are, but let's think about whatever it is that may be causing issues that may be affecting portions of your life. Um, but it's good and important to slow down and just process because if you don't, then it just become, it can, depending on what it is, it could just become the grind, grind, grind. It could be the pursuit of, um, pleasure. It could become the suit of purpose. It could be anything of just becomes the focus and goal of your life. But if you're able to stop slow down and just be like okay as we're standing here as people may or may not be able to see just standing here <laughs> underneath the the outing of our house just looking out in the rain and just having that moment of just okay let's slow down let's think about this and being able to do that it depends depending on how, where you are in life it may need to be a daily thing it may need to be something like, okay, let's, let's stop and think about this. And this relates back to grounding of being able to ground yourself back into reality and into objectiveness is, is this slowing down thing. And it could be, it could be a daily thing. It could be a weekly thing. For some people, it may, they may be living a healthy, a very healthy, holistic lifestyle, but just once a month, they just need to be like, okay, let's think about this. Let's reanalyze our goals 
everything and just sit and think. But it is it is a very key aspect of being able to live a balanced and fulfilling lifestyle. Well, thank you, uh, Ethan, uh, and the odds uh, for willing to be able to, to sit down with me, uh, be able to play uh, this game, uh, as well as be able to answer some of these questions as uh, we continue and, uh, well, at least in, in this sense, begin this journey of uh, the discovery of people that we get to, to see and talk with on the show about you know what their thoughts are, very similar to what Ethan presented of you know, we have all these things that we enjoy. Um, obviously, this is very specific. Uh, it, it's specific to gaming and that world. But what what about this world is so uh, beneficial? But also, you know, how how do we maintain proper balance when we you know become so enthralled and excited within this world? Um, so, Ethan, is there uh, anything else that uh, you want to either shout out or uh, tell people where they can find you? Uh, I mean, our YouTube channel, if, if you like just, you know, experiencing the fun that different group uh, friend groups can have of just kind of relaxing and playing games, good fit, that's what we do, just hang out. But other than that, no, not really. Okay. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> good, good. But isn't that why we're all here? Have a good time. Enjoy the life that we've been given. You know, have fun, whether it's virtually, outside, or hanging out with friends. Um, but thank you all for, for listening and watching. Um, all right. And we'll see you uh, in two weeks for the next episode of the Subliminal Show.